0: Set your phasers to sexy
1: May have noticed we dropped this episode on Christmas. Merry Christmas! Woo! At least that's the plan. If I remember to schedule it yes. on the right day, <laughs> so uh, we are all sitting in Ryan's living room,
2: Woo! which we is very
1: festive. Had some pizza and Chinese food,
2: not so festive.
1: And today, Chinese food is like traditional. Like,
0: we used to have Chinese food every New Year's Eve when I was a kid. Yep. Oh, not okay, New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, festive Christmas to sun. Eve.
1: Oh. Um so this week we finally get to the long box of Doom Festive edition. Yep. Mm-hmm. As supplied by our loyalist loyal listener Julian, who's Thanks, probably Julian. waited with like waiting with bated breath to see what we talk about his Christmas comics. Um some of them are good, some of them not so much. And some of them have some interesting little like comic book anecdotes to them, but we'll uh get to that in a minute. First off we have Kevin
0: Hello, ho, ho, ho.
1: We have Jen. Hi. And we have Ryan. That's me. Which is pretty good since we're sitting, I've already said we're sitting in his living room. I better be if here. If Ryan wasn't here, it would be awkward. It'd uh, be creepy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Question mark. Ryan gets home from work. What are you guys all doing here?
1: <laughs> Ooh, uh, you brought pizza. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't That's mind as long as... Why are you stealing all my stuff? Would you like a slice of pepperoni? Oh, you can't be that bad then. <laughs> Ryan. Yes. What's in the news this episode?
3: I don't know. <laughs>
1: Still you pulling it up. A,
3: you I sent us a link. You... I know, but I'm looking at it and there's not much on it, and I thought I had more posted on it. Oh, that's it okay. That's all right. So I'm trying to see if it uh is working or not. Let's Uh-oh. see. <laughs> Do do, do do So there's only like three things. I thought I had more than that written down, but...
2: I'm sure not. we can come up
1: with yeah, more. Yeah, it is only three things. <laughs> no. you
2: guys are going to end it out, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, let's talk about the three things, and then we'll uh, see what let's else we can come up with.
2: On the first bit of podcast news, Ryan said to us... <sighs>
1: We got a Kung Fu Panda 4 trailer.
2: Woohoo! Greatest Kung Fu Panda series in the... Greatest Kung Fu series in the history of Kung Fu.
1: I'll be honest, I didn't even know they were making this movie. No. Didn't know.
2: That's how I
0: feel about most movies these days. Mm,
1: True. (laughs) Every once in a while you see a trailer like, oh, that's a thing.
0: I haven't been to the movies since Blue Beetle. Oh, really? I think so.
2: Oh,
1: I've been a bunch of times. We
2: went and saw Trolls. Is that good? Mm, it, was it was colorful.
1: Okay. <laughs> it was. What was your description of it? You don't do drugs, but you felt that the movie would probably be better if you did drugs.
2: Yeah, I think it would be probably way more enjoyable if I was high. Mm. I've never done drugs before. That's just yeah. <laughs> the kids liked it. Yeah, that's good.
3: Were they high?
2: I hope not. They're On kids. Sugar?
1: Mm, no. Well,
2: no. Actually, I, I don't. I don't think they liked it as much as they liked um, Mario.
1: No, definitely not. (laughs) But anyway. There was no exclamation of that was the best movie ever. (laughs) Mario got that.
2: That was the best movie I've seen in my whole life, said the (laughs) six-year-old. He's had six years of experience. It was very cute. (laughs) Yeah, so Kung Fu Panda. So I think we should have a Kung Fu Panda movie marathon and watch all the other three and then go see the fourth one.
0: I think I've only seen the first one. Th- and the 3D movie at Universal Studios. I'm
2: pretty sure I've seen at least two. I don't know if I've seen the third one. You own all three. Oh, then I have I seen think. all three.
1: Um, I don't
3: remember three. Oh, the three is the one where they meet the other pandas.
1: Yes. Okay, I've seen Oh, all I thought three.
2: that was number two. What's number two?
1: I have no idea. Number two is the one that Jean Claude Van Damme is a crocodile. Oh,
2: right. Yes, <laughs> yes. I have seen all three. So, movie marathon. Sure. <laughs> pandas.
1: It looks okay. Like, yeah. Like, like, like I don't want it to sound bad. I just honestly did not know that they were making it. <laughs> what did so you? Was say? a little surprised to see the trailer pop out. What did uh, you say
2: when the trailer hope You're like, oh, they could only afford Jack Black or none of his.
1: Yeah, no, I noticed that none of the other characters that were all voiced by like actors are in the trailer. Yeah. Oh. Like David Cross's character is not there. I think Lucy What's did the name? A character uh, Um, uh guy whose laugh you hate.
2: Oh, uh, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan,
1: he's not in there. Can you do Jackie a character? Sh- yeah, he's um I'm trying to remember. He's just somebody think. in it. That's the thing though. Like to be fair to all of all of them, the la- like the first movie they all get like screen time and voiceover yeah. work. In then the other ones, they, the like they like you paid Jackie Chan how much for like two lines of dialogue, and maybe that yeah. was the thinking.
2: Anyway, yeah. I still want to see it. Maybe no. not in theaters, but I still want to see it.
3: Yeah. Alrighty. Next, uh, we have a Lex Luthor for the DCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Gunn has confirmed that Nicholas
2: Holt. Ooh, I like Nicholas Holt.
3: So he has previously been
2: Beast. Yep. And in Mad Max.
3: Was he in Mad Max? Yeah. yeah. Was he's, he's, uh... He was the witness me guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Didn't recognize him because you know the white face paint and the silver was, l- face and
2: yeah he was in the um nicholas cage vampire movie that we haven't watched yet
3: renfield oh is he okay i haven't yep. seen that one yet um yeah she's in, but he's gonna be lex luther mm. and my last little bit of news i know there's something else that kevin mentioned so i'll throw you after uh so there was a new promo image big display showing up at uh theaters in the states for ghostbusters frozen empire and in the artwork, you can see Slimer. So they've confirmed Slimer will be appearing in Frozen Empire. Frozen Slimer? Know, maybe and eventually. <laughs> you never know.
1: Now, it may be a red herring there because I guess somebody from that movie is doing press or something. And they're they're talking about the fact that the bad guy in this is all new. Yeah. That it's well, they not had... like a retry to. Of... Like a previous Ghostbusters film.
3: There's been some new images dropping the last few days. I think Empire Magazine had a little uh, blurb yeah. that had some new art, new photos and stuff. And they also uh, released the new international posters where you do see, like, what looks like four of the, I'm assuming the newer characters in the red jackets, but then also you see, like, further ahead of them, the silhouettes of what looks like the original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. like, because you see, like, just three of them. And you also see someone who looks like they've got a, a, a proton wand, but they're not wearing a pack. In the hose, or the it goes to something on their belt, so it's like well, maybe some smaller, more compact yeah. equipment. There's also been
1: and, reports of seeing like the Slimer packs on set too. Yes,
3: well, those this is one of the behind the scenes videos has yeah. them playing with it, so
2: they fill their pants with ghosts.
3: Yep. <clears throat>
1: Alrighty. Uh, okay. they uh, Slow knows it, it's Christmas though. That's to be yeah. expected. And yeah. Kevin, Kevin saw. I didn't have a chance to read the article, but you uh, might as well
3: throw it at so us. So
0: there's been some speculation after a meeting that the two studio heads had that uh, Warner Discovery, that is one big major studio, they run HBO Max, and Paramount may be merging.
1: So. I, so, like, we're getting into, like, a lot of speculation. That meeting happened, apparently. Yep. But there is a theory that is the going out with the other hot girl to make the first hot girl jealous <laughs> theory is that the only me- reason that meeting is happening is the... Uh, I'm trying to remember who it is. The other company that they've already been talking to is to make them jealous and actually buy Warner Brothers. Yeah, like, it's one of those, like, you know, stupid high school bullshit things that still happens when you get that high up in business for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I don't wish death upon Warner Brothers by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't think we need more mergers in the entertainment space at all.
0: I, I'm more concerned about Paramount than I am Warner. Like, Warner, Warner is the number two um production company isn't it after disney?
1: Yeah, but they also have like a like gargantuan amount of debt at right. the moment. That's why they're looking right. for somebody to buy them. Well, that's
3: why they we're canceling movies that were made so they could get tax credits, right? right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um I just want Star Trek to survive no matter what where uh, Paramount ends up.
2: So do you think all of these movie studios are trying to re- are starting to realize that the market's being flooded with so many similar movies that now they're not doing as well as they thought?
3: No. No.
2: Do you think that's probably part of the reason, though, why these movies aren't doing air quotes as well as they think they should be? Uh, <laughs>
3: so my whole thought on that is, well, first off, they have, they have to readjust their expectations of what yes. a theatrical movie run will do, which also maybe they need to readjust their costs. Yes. Um, but they trained us not to go to the theater. During the pandemic, to keep yeah. make so they could keep making money. Yeah. So now, why you know, quite often say, like, why am I going to go to the theater and spend twenty dollars for a ticket and a pop when I can wait a month and watch it at home on, on the streaming service, service, service I'm paying for, for, drink a beer, order some pizza, yeah. and I just you know bathroom. There's no lineup. Yeah. I can pause the movie.
2: Yeah,
1: and no. like, and some of that too isn't like it. It's not even like someone like you, or even, or or Kevin, or like Jen and I, where it's like one or two people. It's like imagine like taking a family, yeah. to the oh, theater so at this expensive. point. How, like, it, like,
3: well, I, mean, I don't know how many times <laughs> talking with Ed, like, thankfully, you know. He was able to take the family to the movies because he had scene points as part of his yeah. credit card or something like that to help offset the cost. Or now he's got the whole uh, the scene scene club thing helping. But yeah, it was like you know, yeah, you are looking at hundreds of dollars
2: to yeah. bring a family of at four like yeah. to 50, the movies it's a loan at for like a 15, of four 60 bucks, yeah, like yeah. fifteen bucks a ticket for four or five people.
1: And, and now they and like to add to it, they shrank the window, right? Like it's what six weeks? Yeah, just like forty five days. Up. So it's. You
3: you wait a month. Yeah. And it'll either be available to rent or show up on one of the services you already got.
2: Right. Yeah. It's bugging. I don't know why it bugs me, probably because I like the movie so much, but it bugs me that they keep, and it probably is true, but it bugs me that they keep throwing the Marvels out there as a failure. Like, because, I mean, it still did. Fairly well, but I know it costs a lot to make, and that's what they're offsetting
1: the cost. It was, expense, it was but... number one and number two at the box office. Yeah, like but they're a saying it was running.
2: the worst yeah. MCU movie that ever well, made. Well, it, it I think technically
1: it's the, is, but it's
3: financially, yeah. Yeah. it's the the, the lowest pro- you know, producing or the lowest. Uh,
2: but they don't throw those technicalities and caveats no. in there. No, well, means, that's well, because Which is, is annoying, because then it makes people not want to watch it, because they're like, oh, it was a terrible movie. Nobody yeah. went and saw it. But people did, and it was good. Yeah. And it bugs me that that's how the media, not just the studios, but the media is throwing it out there. And I'm like, it was a good movie.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Marvel, I guess we should address that elephant in the room, too. Oh, uh, oh yeah. So uh, earlier this week, uh, Jonathan... Jonathan Majors. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, as we have discussed on the show before, we weren't going to get into it, but now there's some like concrete stuff here. Yeah. Uh, was found guilty of uh, abusing his then girlfriend, and was it aggravated assault? Yeah, aggravated assault. Yeah. 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 So, um, Deadline is reporting that he has been cut loose from the Marvel franchises on a whole. Um, you know, I, I. Th- I like in a lot of ways that Disney did this because now the like it cuts down on the amount of whining and complaining. Mm-hmm. Like if they had done if they had cut him before the trial, and then there was some sort of settlement or didn't go to trial or whatever, yeah. there'd be all these people like, "Well, you didn't wait until he was proven yeah. guilty, And it's until proven guilty." <laughs> yeah, well, now he's guilty. Like, yeah. like yeah. stock and barrel. Disney's like, look, we like court of law which he, is
2: very unfortunate cuz i mean he was very good in those properties but i completely understand why they would do it yeah but then it's like he was also like
1: he the, was a lynch like the, his character was the lodestone. a lodestone
2: yeah so it's like who is going like do you think they're just going to recast him or do you think they're going to just completely scrap it and mm. redo
3: i think they could go either way at this point because the it sounds like internationally the promotion or any time talk for Avengers, the Kang Dynasty is now just being referred to as Avengers Five.
1: Yeah, and they they brought on a new writer. Yeah, a couple they, so it's back. like they
3: didn't have a script yet, anything other than a title. It Doesn't sound like they necessarily had a story.
2: Okay, so since you guys have much better memories than I do, yes. Based on what has already been released and that we've seen with Kang, is there an, are there any threads that haven't been tied up that they could just say, "All right, Kang's done, moving on to something new."
1: So yes and no. The only one that's really sitting out there is the stuff from Ant Man Quantum Mania, where we saw all the Kangs that are, that are being unleashed. But it is something that like.
2: But could they use and Loki too? Could they use and, Loki too to kind of say
1: his story? Is, like you could use that as a break point. Yeah. at Any rate, like they just, could say like, that. Ignore the, this. Move on. The
2: end of of Quantum Mania, that timeline has been contained by loki being at the center of time I or guess you that's just what ignore
1: named. it outright yeah. and just not Yeah, do
2: yeah which is what they're they. gonna do but that's well maybe, well, then, maybe. no but well, i was like was cast... there any like major plot points that it's like well if we don't do kang dynasty then that whole movie is nothing yeah yeah like, no. i don't think like, that there was anything other
3: than kang dynasty being the probable setup for that secret wars because of the multiversal stuff yeah um other the other stuff that we have seen like, as far as setup is more set up for secret wars with the whole convergences and stuff like that and yeah. multiverse stuff so you can still do that without kang dynasty okay you can put something else in that do something you could turn i thought it, i did see something it was a clickbait article so i didn't end up reading but something about the all oh, the enormous runtime of secret wars it's like how do you know what the runtime of Secret Wars is when we haven't even, they probably it's haven't even written even it. Not even, like, fully written. Yeah. It's, goes, it's right back up there with all the rumors of who's been cast and who's showing up in it and all that, right? But Yeah. Um, but you could turn Secret Wars into Secret Wars 1, Secret Wars 2. Yeah. There's also. If you want to do two Avengers movies. Yeah. There's also, also that. Rumor
1: remember,
0: of- remember that in the comics, King had. There were uh, alternate timeline versions of Kang that weren't Kang, right? You could make him into Immortus, you could turn him into well, Pharaoh Ramatut.
1: We saw those guys, though. Is the only thing, and again, they all looked right? like Kang. Well, yeah, we saw that, like the Council of Kings. <coughs> we saw
0: the Council of Kings, but I don't think we ever saw an Immortus.
1: Yeah, no, he's in there. Mm.
0: Well, remember. you can have a
2: different actor play him. And... Yeah, well, that well, That's, you could that's recast, what I think the like, easiest the thing game. to do would probably just be recast him, but. Yeah, if they there, can there find is a... somebody who's similar looking. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. the
1: theory that they're fast tracking, setting up stuff with Doom now, into future movies. Like, mm. all, like right. the the probably like the lucky thing for Disney in all of this is the writers and actor strike, because that delayed all of their projects enough that mm-hmm. like. Like we stated before, we're only getting Deadpool this year. Yeah. In terms of like films, right? The, was there anything else? Nope. Just De- Deadpool is Just only Deadpool. one next year. Yeah. The
0: only one, we're getting, and two TV series.
1: And two TV series. Echo, Echo which e- is, which is like early January. Yeah.
2: And is dropping all in one day. And Agatha. Yep. Yeah. And both of those, I'm kind of meh about.
1: I want to <laughs> see Echo after the, the trailer. For I'm it. very excited
2: about Agatha. I like. I like Catherine. Yeah. Irwin, so. I like her too, but I'm
1: like, eh. so <clears throat> you know, they've got time to rework things yeah. and either recast or just re like redo.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, uh, I, I like I said, I uh, I figured we'd, we'd mention it because we haven't talked a lot about it because you know it's not really our purview, but yeah. uh, no. Now we could also say, fuck that guy, because he's...
2: And again, it was a shame, because the stuff that we did see him in, he was an excellent actor, but yeah. again...
1: Yeah, but that doesn't excuse me No, of course person. not. No, no. Because no. no. like, his latest movie uh, was getting like rave reviews at, like on the film festival circuit, like Oscar talk and all mm. that, and it was just pulled right off the schedule. It's
2: amazing how people can just implode their careers in yeah. a single move. And well, not necessarily just acting, but, like, so many
1: people. Yeah, like, there, like there's a lot of stuff, like, you know, he could be f- forgiven at some point by the various corporate entities. You've, we've seen it, like, time and time again. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that, like, came out as part of this. Like, there's audio clips of him trying to coerce his ex, like, basically saying stuff, like... I'm a very important man that are like so memeable in that. Like it's it's going to be ah. a, a tough road for him to come back and rightfully so. Oh well. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, here's my free idea for Disney. The new okay. the new the, the Avengers movie to replace Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl. Young Avengers. <laughs> They're already setting it up.
1: They've that's, that's a good long term plan too because a lot of the actors they've got are going to be aging out. So
2: I thought that was the whole idea for all of these younger—they they, they're replacing the quote unquote old Avengers with yeah. the new ones.
3: Well, they just right—they just they planted the seed at the end of Marvels. Yeah. So there's no you know, unless they're going to pay off as a Disney Plus series. There's nothing no there's nothing scheduled as a payoff. Yeah. Until you know unless they show up as Secret Wars as a group, yeah. but it's like. There you go. Maybe, Maybe X-Men
0: 97. <laughs> they'll show up in animated form. That'd be kind of awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, so um, this isn't really an, a news news story, but I watched a video a little while back. What? You watched a video? Uh, by you never a, watch videos. <laughs> by a lawyer who was talking about the fact that Mickey Mouse becomes, like, Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse becomes Did anybody domain. see that
2: episode of John Oliver? It was hilarious. No.
1: So this <laughs> lawyer pointed out like because the last time this came up Disney got the the their lawyers and all their like their campaigners involved and they got copyright law pushback. This time they haven't bothered doing anything. And the lawyer explained th- the main reason for that is due to the entertainment business climate at the at the moment. So it's a co- combination of Mickey Mouse is now so, because Disney owns everything, as we've talked multiple times, Mickey Mouse is so low on the totem pole of things that make the money anymore that, like, Steamboat Willie Mickey. I, I have the a only one that, for this argument, but yeah. you finish. So that's the only one that goes public domain. You can argue that every other Mickey after that is a different character.
2: Yeah. So, I saw, there was a really good episode of, last week tonight with John Oliver about this, and I don't remember how long ago it was, but um, the way that they described it, and again, this is one video versus another video. Mm. Who knows who's correct? They said that um, the only way that they could renew the copyright on Mickey is to uh, prove that that version of Mickey is intrinsically linked to the persona of, like, the current persona of Mickey and the Disney Corporation. And so that's why at the beginning of all of these um, Disney movies, they've been doing the little Steamboat Willie clip where he does the little oh, the last couple of years and the spinning oh, okay. so that you still associate that version of Mickey with Disney, which means that they could extend the copyright to include that version of Disney okay. or that version of Mickey. And, um, <laughs> But of course, John Oliver being John Oliver, um, <laughs> at the end of that episode, they got uh, a giant Steamboat Willie costume and they had him saying all sorts of inappropriate things <laughs> because they were just waiting for that copyright to expire.
1: <laughs> so the other thing this lawyer points out is so you I Kevin we can all make a steamboat willie cartoon steamboat willie mickey cartoon if the, it, when he goes into the other thing they point this lawyer points out is disney owns so much stuff where are you going to make money off of it and i, I like my
2: other argument would be that they have got so many other characters that mickey is the bottom of the totem pole cuz i think that if you say to anybody mickey the first thing they're going to think is mouse yeah they're going to think disney and they've hidden mickeys all over every disney everything oh, yeah. so i think that mickey is basically the logo for disney yeah yeah but usually if so, you
3: think of mickey you think of more that traditional you know the, the straight on face the you know the more depends, like 80s it, 90s it depends on mickey what era mouse. you grew up in well, we yeah. grew up in the
2: 80s and 90s so that's the one that we think of well, it's also the one that's you know, yeah. the most
3: mass
1: media. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the finish word I was saying though is we make a Steamboat Willie cartoon, where are you gonna put it? You're gonna the in order to put it on anything to make money, you probably have to deal with Disney on it. Yeah. And they you would put it and on say yay yeah, or nay. Well YouTube. i but think they, that But like they, they put, the lawyer pointed out, there's a part of YouTube that Disney owns. Yeah. yeah. It's like I think it's like the the maker suite or something like that. That's like a Disney company. So, I, I
2: think that Disney is going to do its darndest to hold on to every iteration of uh, yeah. Mickey Mouse because
1: no, because I think yeah. Disney makes subtle changes to
0: Mickey every year yeah. so that they always have a Mickey that they can that is copyrighted. Yes, not necessarily. Not necessarily public domain or trademark yeah. but copyright.
1: So the third thing he pointed out was and also look for Disney to use trademark law as if it was copyright law, which yeah. he says it's not, but most people don't know the difference. So when you fire off a cease and desist from a company the size of Disney, you probably just stop doing it anyways. Yeah. Like I he don't even says that that's a whole other video. It was like a, a fascinating look at the whole thing. Like he goes through the history of like them setting it up before, like pushing everything back and like just reason why they haven't been pushing for it this time too. So Yeah.
2: So if this topic interests you, loyal listeners, uh watch that YouTube video that Brent was talking about. And also on, watch that episode of John Oliver.
1: <laughs> it's on the Corridor Cruise website. They yeah. like it's a legit lawyer was doing it. So
2: Legit? is that what his his under? He said his name, and then it said legit in lawyer. A suit? I assume he he's a legit a lawyer.
1: Suit- <laughs> I am
3: so. It had one of those just you know the the scales logos beside
2: yeah. his name, it's, so that means what, lawyer, Mr. right? Mr. Lawyerson, legit lawyer. Mr.
1: Lawyerson. L- Larry Lawyerson, Larry Lawyerson, attorney at law. Yes. So like like and I'm not taking like John oh, Ol- John Oliver is like you know like probably his researchers have looked in it too and well, they have yep. their theories right. Like I
2: said, I am not on either camp because I don't know for myself. Yeah, but
1: it's, it's well, interesting. It, like I said, like this guy said, like I'm like that. That actually makes a lot of sense. They're it does. just like like Disney owns everything. Where where are you going to put it? Oh, I'll put it on Hulu. Oh, look, Disney owns that. No, you're not. Disney Plus, obviously.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe Netflix. Maybe. Much like Rebel Moon. Yep. <laughs> Do my own Mickey Mouse. Blackjack <laughs> and hookers.
2: <laughs> uh, the future Emma quote that never goes away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Bender.
1: Um, so, transitioning from sort of new stuff to the long box of doom. For, Whoever's uh,
2: editing, insert jingle bells here. Yeah. Uh, jingle, jingle, well, jingle,
1: maybe. Jingle. Maybe. See how much time I've got. <laughs> You can uh, cut that part out if you don't want As we mentioned to. off the top and a couple episodes ago, our listener Julian, who is a uh, patron of the comic shop that Ryan and I work at, hi Julian, uh, challenged us to read Big uh, B Comics uh, some Christmas comics.
3: Big B Comics Berry, where you can get all your great, your, your your awesome comic supplies.
1: And since this is going up on Christmas Day, if you would like wall books at twenty percent off, go to bigberry for your wall book needs, if you're looking for some keys, they shop will be from your 20% couch percent off on uh, the 26th. Yeah,
2: sort of not a sponsor, yeah.
1: <laughs> might as well be. Yeah, <laughs> they give me a paycheck. Yeah, same here. Uh, so who you turn around
0: and give
3: it right back to them sometimes, a little bit. A little bit every week.
2: When Brent got this job, I joked about sending him to work with a note pinned to his shirt saying he wasn't allowed to spend his paycheck on comics. I've been yeah. pretty good. No, no, you have been.
3: Yeah, no, your comic collection's increased since he started working there.
2: I keep asking him to cancel stuff and then he just forgets. Yeah, yeah, I sure. did. But yeah. now he's finally done it.
1: I did. The, I, I rounded it off of what had been ordered kind of thing. Because so. oh, you, you had fallen out of reading them. <laughs> yeah, I have a
2: huge stack i yep. got to read.
1: All right, who wants to go first? I need a month vacation. We all read our comics, right? Yep.
0: I'm mostly through mine. Oh,
1: Kevin.
0: It's so good. I'm savoring every page. This is a ringing endorsement for my book. You might as well go first. Busy. Ho, ho, ho. Um, yeah, so I was gifted with um, uh, the Grant Morrison and Dan Mora book, Klaus, from Boom Studios. Um, this is a sort of dark fantasy take on the origins of Santa. He is a woodsman who uh, is uh, saddened to see his the ch- his childhood home has been taken over by evil forces and all the men are forced to work in the coal factories and toys have been outlawed. So he takes it upon himself to deliver toys to all the poor good little children of the village.
2: Wasn't that a Rankin Bass? Probably. Yeah, very well, similar. With the, be. the heat miser and the... Yep. Yeah, that's Santa, Santa didn't
0: have to a town. bloody yeah. axe, though. No, no. 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 Uh, so, yeah, so there is a uh, a, uh, a tyrannical evil lord who's running the town, who's married to Klaus's childhood sweetheart, of course. Um, there are... Uh, uh, he has a wolf that he... Uh, that he is his com- companion, and is the wolf's d- name Rudolph? No, the wolf <laughs> because is that one's been cool. Called, what is the wolf? Vili, I think. Vili, I think it's a Norse name. Anyway, uh, he talks to the spirits of the woods and the season to help him um, slip into houses undetected and leave gifts. But of course, the tyrannical boy king of the of the of the area. Doesn't want anyone else to have any toys. No one else can have fun. So that
2: sounds like a lot of little boys that I've met.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it is. It is. Uh, it's beautifully drawn.
1: Dan Mora is awesome. He um, uh, was the artist on Once in Future, okay. which is uh, a book That's that, a that book. I really like, and he's been doing covers for like a bunch of DC stuff, including the recent Batman Santa. Uh, miniseries. He's not been, doing interiors, just the covers. I've been
0: downloading that, but I haven't had a chance to read that. Oh,
1: you'll, you'll so like it. Once in Future um, is
2: another series that I started, really wanted to read, and then just didn't finish. The because Santa there are so many series. The in this book
0: has a look sort of like a... Oh, sort of like... Oh, what's his name in The Witcher? Um, yeah. That's the, Henry, the Cavill. Main character. Henry Cavill. Henry yeah. Cavill, yeah. He sort of has a Henry Cavill Henry. vibe. Uh, big muscly dude, red red suit with white trim. Yeah. Um. So it's fun to see Grant Morrison's take on Christmas tropes and traditions and how he twists them into this. Pretty cool dark fantasy story.
1: And it's accessible, Grant Morrison. It's oh. not the weird for weirdness sake, Grant yeah, Morrison. Not,
0: I'm going to take every little minutiae piece of Batman's history and make a story about it. He's this is um this is a six issue miniseries that tells one complete story uh about the beginnings of of the man who will become known as Santa. But right now it's just called Klaus. Sounds good.
1: It just got re-released in a beautiful like hardcover. Not. I would ago.
0: love to see this adapted, somehow. Maybe I don't know, animation, ala yeah, maybe ala a- the like just like um, in the same sort of style as oh my god, what's the Dungeons and Dragons show that's on Amazon?
1: Oh, uh, the one that's Arcana? based off of
0: the one that's based no. off of the Dragon Prince Critical, Critical Role one. Was it-
1: uh, Pax something. Pax from- Oh okay. No, no. Packs,
2: Pack something? Anyway. Yeah. Packs Machina? <coughs> anyway,
1: I I haven't watched animation yet. in that style you know. would
0: be good for this story. Um Yeah, you could do it live action, but I, I don't know. I think something about animation in a Christmas story is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh no, it's really it's really good.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a good it's book. It's one of the ones Morrison. that I had read.
0: Yeah. I would like to read that one. Yeah. Well, as soon as I get done with that last few pages, I'll. It
1: for <laughs> you. All right. Who wants to go next? Might as well work our right way around the room. Okay, we'll go, do it. Uh, we'll go clockwise.
2: All right. Um, I gotta start by saying I really liked the card you gave me, Julie, and it was very sweet. <laughs> uh, the book, on the other hand, I got Zombies Christmas Carol.
3: Marvel Zombies Christmas Carol.
2: Yeah. It was. Um, pretty terrible <laughs> i'm not gonna sugarcoat it <clears throat> um Who wrote it? charles dickens
0: no he didn't
2: <laughs> and jim mccann and david bald something and jeremy trees i don't know how many of those are. i artworks. didn't
1: recognize any of the names attached <clears throat> to it when i flipped through it
2: yeah um, uh, I, don't, I don't like zombies <laughs> so the artwork was really grotesque like very grotesque which i did not like um basically the plot is that somehow well I know how uh Ebenezer Scrooge started a zombie apocalypse and it feels like they really just tried to shoehorn this into a story that does not fit at all it was like square peg in a round hole the whole time Mm -hmm. um and then the I think the zombie apocalypse at the end gets cured by his nephew Fred's goodness I'm I'm not sure. the spirit
3: of Christmas.
2: And then he dies. Like, for real. As you do. Um, And it was not good, so...
1: Short and sweet review. So, you wouldn't necessarily know this, but that came out during what I like to refer to as the zombie glut in comics.
2: Oh, oh, there was also, like... Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, and well Abraham that Lincoln, I Vampire guess general Slayer entertainment and... at
1: the time. <laughs> yeah, but in I comics, figured it was Marvel. Did Marvel Zombies, and it caught on like Wildfire. So between that and then Walking Dead comes out shortly thereafter. Yeah, they like everybody wanted a zombie property, and in fact, like Marvel had like a bunch of zombie stuff outside of Marvel Zombies, including this book, but going the Christmas... on all at the same time, the
2: Christmas story. Carol story
1: has ghosts in it It, it why do we need to add zombies
2: exactly it just does not it it feels like it's a real hard squish like some big executive sat down some writers and was like you know what put zombies in this and they were all like uh i don't see how that's gonna work in a cohesive manner that makes the story better and they were like screw it zombies are popular do it Wait,
3: wait wait I didn't say make it cohesive. I said make it zombies.
2: Yeah, and that's what they did. And I guess they did a good job of that, but it was just like, no, it did not fit. It was not good.
1: All righty. Ryan. Uh, I enjoyed my You can my have your book. book
2: back now, Julian. I do not want it.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed
3: my read. I got to read The Naughty List, So, which is another- Why is
2: Harrison Ford on the cover? no. Nah, nah. um,
3: so it's another kind of reimagination of the santa mythos um this gentleman he's so he becomes he's an immortal uh but he doesn't start off that way he starts off as a guy with a family in like you know old olden times working at his cabin falls in love has a family and then goes into town and sees all these, like you know, all these poor orphan children and stuff. And then one night he sees, you know, there's a star. He just kind of out and enjoying the night. He makes a wish on the star that he could do something to help cheer up the children the, in town, you know, the children in need. And then from then on, starts, you know, with this urge to make toys, to the point where he does nothing else other than start making like woodling and woodling. Toys and to the point where his wife gets pissed off and tells him, okay, you're not doing that in the house anymore. And then he loses like his work that he was doing. And eventually, you know, he, you know he, he makes these toys for the children and goes to the village and gives them out and then goes back to making more toys. And the cycle continues. And he, you know, his family starts to age and his wife dies. And Sounds he like doesn't he's possessed. age. Well, this magical star granted his wish, right? And then so. Eventually, you know, we find out he's immortal. He doesn't age. His family does. He, his wife dies. His daughter That's dies. Sad. Yep. Um, you get we get introduced to his elves, which are just little people, just you know, short people. That at the time when they started coming around and working with him. It was in an era where it was thought to be good luck to punch a dwarf or something like that. If you punch a punch a dwarf and make them bleed, you'll get good luck for a year or something like that. Oh God! Well, yeah, which is all based in horribly based in reality, Mm. and. But, you know they'd come and they would know, they started naming them like you know like snowflake and as you know because they just and they started working you know he opened a, made a factory they started making his toys for him and work and it became a generational thing their children continued to work on with them and and then until
2: one of them wants to be a dentist no then that didn't happen no <laughs> not in this
3: one uh but we do get introduced to uh once you start going to more children and say well how am i gonna i can't do this and then next thing you know these reindeer show up and as reindeer do and that can fly that are magical as reindeer can yep uh he doesn't have a sleigh his reindeers pull a pickup truck
2: more practical
3: yep uh <laughs> he doesn't actually go down chimneys but he does. Like, he 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 goes on the roof. He touches the chimney and gets teleported into the house.
2: Again, more practical. And Less, apparently, he's he's
3: invisible when he's out and about on like on the rooftops and stuff. But as soon as he's in the house, he's not. So he has to sneak around. And there's been a few times where he's run into people, and they'll mm-hmm. yeah. they like they had their own like chloroform that they use <laughs> and to knock them out. And...
2: Wait, what? Santa chloroforms children? Oh,
3: he's not Santa.
2: Oh, he's not he's
3: Santa? he's Santa, but he's like yeah. It's
1: well. Look at this. Come on. He's Harrison Ford. He's Harrison
3: Ford. He's got like a, a you know Nicholas a fire
1: center pro- class. Yeah. So wait, hang on a sec. So so I'm gonna reveal something at the end of this. So Harrison yeah, yeah, we'll Ford.
2: Get to that. So let me sum up. Harrison Ford gets an obsessive compulsive disorder that makes him make toys and, he lives and becomes immortal. Yep. And then out of the goodness of his heart, he decides to give children these toys. But if the children see them, he chloroforms
3: no, them. Not the, well, yeah. <laughs> anyone sees them but yeah um, so as that was going, a twist <laughs> yeah, as it's going along uh, he's given a machine because he could he, he made his list because he just he knew in, intrinsically like, they just who was good and who was bad and then he so he got a machine that would tell him make the naughty list and then chloroforms the good ones what does he do to the naughty ones Cole. cool thank you oh. uh, call no then uh, the naughty list gets stolen the machine that makes the Nautilus gets taken.
2: Ooh, you should password protect that. Yeah, multi-factor well, authentication. Exactly.
3: <laughs> um, there's other stuff. There's like, yeah, it's some weird stuff. It, it's a good. It, it was enjoyable. I want to read the rest of it, but Brent
1: doesn't seem like it got finished. Oh,
2: oh no. Uh,
1: so this was published by Aftershock, and Aftershock has had uh, issues with with uh, putting out issues for stuff.
2: You can read I'm mine instead,
3: a... so this is yeah, issues one to four trade
0: came so out.
2: does it end on a cliffhanger? yes of who's got the naughty list? yes, oh well, no. we pretty
3: much know who has the naughty list, but he's trying to find them and he's also surprised that this person's still alive
1: so Ooh. you want me to give you a little bit of trivia because I don't... hit me with it. so the writer of this book, which uh, is
3: is that Nick Santos or Lee Santora. Ferguson? oh Nick sorry Santona. yeah
1: my my eyes don't work. that's okay if the name sounds a little familiar to nope. you, you're going to see more of his work uh, probably after we leave. He's the guy who's like the showrunner and head writer on Reacher. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Nice. I was just like yeah, scanning through. Yeah, I can see this having a like, Reacher oh, that kind of a feel. that's why the
1: name looked familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I think aftershocks back on track, but there was a period there where they like they weren't publishing anything Ooh, for a bit. Yeah. So, would
3: well, be nice if they either they finished it a or put out, you know finished it and put out volume two. Two, like, yeah, because um, it was good enough that yeah, I, I would I would want to read the rest of this, but apparently no, I cool. can't. So yes, thank you, Julian. I enjoyed this.
1: So uh, mine's uh, mine I had actually read before, but it'd been a while since I had read it. Um. And that is uh, the last Christmas, uh, written by uh, Brian Dugan or uh, Gary Dugan, who is uh, the last thing he was writing was he wrote like, or right now he's writing like X Men. Oh, okay, yeah, and uh, Brian Possein, the the comedian who, yep. excuse me, has done a top, a couple weird things here and there.
3: I also own that comic yep. that I have that graphic novel so, in
1: the other room. The thing I go. didn't know about it really until I picked it up is it's drawn by Rick Remender.
3: Wow. Okay, yeah. Who
1: is now like like this with like he I, I always forget like oh yeah, he started in comics as an artist. And then he became a writer and got really good at the writing part yeah. doesn't draw, like, at all anymore. It's
3: a well-drawn book. Oh, yeah. It's a style, but it's very yeah. like, animated.
1: He's a solid artist, but yeah. I guess, like, writing's been paying the bills for oh, yeah. him for the last little while. Like, Deadly Class and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I wonder if he could ever be coerced into drawing again. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of zombie apocalypses...
2: We both got zombie books? Yeah. So... Hmm
1: in in the case of mine basically there is an assault on santa's like the, the apocalypse the happens, pole. and an assault happens on the north pole and mrs claus gets moited no. so he kind of becomes a drunken santa and doesn't want to like help out children anymore because like he's also immortal until the last child gives up on santa claus so at this point, he, oh, he's hoping he for death. he wants everybody
2: to give up so that yeah, he can die. Yeah, so he can be uh, with yeah, his wife. Well, just... that's uplifting and
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for but, the holidays. <laughs> but then he decides that there's one child left who is about to give up on him, and then he decides that he can't, so he helps him out. And there's Doesn't a lot that of last child are. send
3: him a, a letter? Yes. And that's what kind of brings him, snaps him out of his funk. So well, where do all the
2: zombies come from? Well,
3: it's, po- it's well, post-apocalyptic. They, were, they had already wow.
1: happened. The, wow. the, 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 the Santa, Santa is incidental to the... The, it's like the Santa part. in
3: the Walking Dead.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Now, it's this like is, the
2: Walking Dead Christmas special. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is filled with humor, which you can expect. Like, uh, Dugan and Prussein, after this, wrote uh, Deadpool for, like, a mm. couple of years. So, yeah. like, and Brian Prussein is a stand-up comedian. Yes. He He does funny professionally. So. Is he the cookie, cookie, cookie guy? Yes, he is oh, the yeah. cookie, cookie, cookie. <laughs> uh, afterwards, we can pull it up on YouTube. Okay. He does a song called "Metal by Numbers." Okay, yeah, it's it's so quite funny, good. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a solid book. It's definitely I I like Klaus better out of uh, the the Santa Christmas based books I've read, and uh, I actually I really. <laughs> it's too bad we didn't order more that Batman Santa series. The more is great,
3: the more I see of it. Like I've seen more pages. Like there's a page. There's a scene where Superman shows up and is like, uh, Batman, you didn't tell me you know Santa. And then he's like trying to introduce himself as well. as I'm Batman. I know everybody. Oh, so, yeah. Well, but he's I mean, like, had
1: adventures with Santa. Because the- in like the first issue, there's a bit with, uh, with Dick Grayson where he's like. I always thought that was bullshit. Batman basically. lore is so weird. <laughs> well, it's, it's in a nebulous Batman continuity, yeah. well, right? Well, just like yeah. there's a
3: nebulous universe where the Justice League is fighting Kong and Godzilla right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I know. Comics well, are weird.
1: But it's also one of those things that, like, it's nice because those books, you don't have to have read, like, everything that's going on in Batman in order to understand the story. It's just, it's a Batman. I right?
2: mean, I liked it when Batman met the Ninja Turtles. That was cool.
1: Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> stuff like that, but i pretty good on a whole, like and like I said, like it was. It's weird seeing like, oh yeah, Rick Remender drew this, and now he's like, Deadly Class. I guess is probably one of the things he's best known for at this point. Like of stuff that he's created. He worked on X Force for a while. Like he's been doing, and same with Jerry Dugan's been doing like. He's been on X Men the last two or three years. Like he's the guy who's going to be winding up the Krakoa era, basically, of of the book. And yeah, so pretty good. Not like my favorite Christmas comic, but not like the worst one I've ever read. Mm. So solid, like B, maybe a C plus. There you go. Um, So thank you, Julian. Uh, That was a that was a good idea. Thanks, Ryan and I will be returning your comics at some point. Maybe.
2: I hid it under a box so I did not want to look at it anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry, Julian. (laughs) It's not my thing. (laughs) I feel a little bit bad. Julian did
1: apologize a little bit because he (laughs) he had forgot you didn't like zombies.
3: (laughs) I think it's funnier this way.
1: (laughs) Which, uh, that brings us to the end of this Christmas episode. Does anybody have a geek pick they want to start with?
0: Well, let me go. Um, I watched on Amazon Prime uh, the Merry Little Batman, the new DC Comics holiday special. Um, it's got a shaky uh, uh, animation style to it. Mm-hmm. All the the characters are sort of grotesquely drawn. They're not. It's not. It's not a super clean uh, animation style. It works for this story. Um, In this story, uh, Damien is eight years old and lives with his dad, Batman, at Wayne Manor with Alfred, and um, all Damien wants for Christmas is to be a superhero like his dad. But before Damien came along, uh, Batman knew that Damien was going to be coming along, and so he cleaned up the whole city of crime, and Gotham is the most crime- free city in America, as this story begins,
2: oh uh, that's a good dad yeah
0: <laughs> so in this story, Batman is like the best dad in the world. Um, he's even grown a beard because he just he just feels like makes him look like a better dad. <laughs> uh, but he gets called away on a mysterious Justice League mission, and uh, Damien feels that this is his chance. Uh, he's just been given a utility belt for christmas Aww. and um so he takes off into the streets of gotham where unbeknownst to the batman some of the criminals that he thought were gone for good are not and Damien finds himself face to face perhaps with some foes who are outside of his his uh, ability level to handle they're higher xp than him exactly.
3: especially being eight
0: yeah exactly um. So some wackiness ensues. I called it Home Alone in Gotham City. It has that kind oh, of okay. feel to it. Um, you know, if you're a Batman purist, you may not like this because it's it plays with the mythos a lot. Um, all like I said, all all Batman's motivation is in this whole movie is to be the best dad he could possibly be because he never had that himself. Ah, so, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you want something a little a little silly, a little fun and a little throwbacky, uh merry little batman on
3: Amazon Prime. Like drop.
1: <laughs> Don't
3: drop them too expensive. <laughs> All
2: right, I'll go next. Okay. I found a new I found a new podcast. Well, new to me. I think it's ended like a year or two ago, but new to Stop. me. <laughs> well, okay. so it's called The Antique Shop by Ghostly Thistle. And she is, as far as I can tell, um, from Scotland. Well, she's definitely from Scotland. Um, and she does a couple of podcasts. But this one is about a girl who uh, is in university, needs to find a job, and somehow and finds her way into this old antique shop and uh, is given a job there by the mysterious woman who runs the shop. And she starts to realize that um, it's more than what it seems. Everything... Th- people only notice the shop if they have a reason to enter the shop. So, and everything in the shop kind of calls to you. So you don't, you don't know. She doesn't know what's in the shop. Customers don't know what's in the shop. They just go in there. Something catches their eye. And a lot of times what catches their eye is pretty awful. Are we talking
3: (laughs) like monkey paw situation?
2: Sort of. Um, So then this girl is realizing as she's working in this shop, that there's all sorts of supernatural things going on and she's trying to figure out what, why she was in the, she, like why she found the shop because, you know, and you own, only people who need the shop, find the shop. So it's pretty good. I'm a, I think there's like 50 episodes total and I'm about episode 30. Mm. Um, they're fairly short episodes, like 25, 35 mm-hmm. minutes per show. And it's, uh, she, she reads them in a very thick, Glaswegian accent. So, uh, if you don't understand Scottish accents very well, it might not be a great podcast for you, but I, I like her accent. I think it's cool. Anyway, so I was just looking for podcasts that are more story-based and less fact-based fact so that I have something more like a novel to listen to. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've been going real quickly through these ones. So, yeah, people should listen to that.
3: You should give Tales from the Sticky Dragon a try it 's a d and d campaign it 's a d and D and d uh story podcast yeah uh it's it's fun it's uh, it's another part of uh, rooster teeth produced podcast okay but uh i was
2: listening to a d and d podcast called Crits and nits and it was um that they haven 't posted a new episode in like five months and i'm really no. annoyed oh.
3: well, see these <laughs> tales from the stinky dragon they've been doing it for a while they've actually you may have come across they 've been starting to do um Stinky Dragon Adventures, and it's all taking pieces from their podcast or at least the characters and maybe some script ideas, and redoing things in puppet form.
2: <laughs> is it scripted or is it improv?
3: Oh, it's all improv. Like the the they
1: reenact the
3: look no, the 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 puppet is... form. I think is is scripted, but the podcast is a story. It's just it's them playing D d It's oh. for for them and a dungeon master, and then I think they've got another guy who was like who was like right so like the yeah i was listening to another stuff for them i was but. listening
2: to another podcast before and i can't remember what it's called because i was listening to it now oh god i've been working there for like four years so like five years ago um and i think gavin actually recommended it but it, i didn't like it too much and it was a guy who got sucked into another dimension and was like at this inn talking to like magical creatures and it was started off being pretty funny, but then they just got obsessed with buttholes, and I was like, I don't want oh, to listen. to Oh, see,
3: anymore. it's not <laughs> that. But it's it's like, it'd be like when it'd be like the four of us sitting around playing Dungeons and oh, Dragons, okay. yeah. And because there's there's meta, you know those meta talk, there's questions being asked. Yeah, so it's like listening to a campaign. It's just people playing Dungeons and Dragons, oh, okay. and, Maybe and, But I'll they're look funny into that. and I, they, do, they do, and they they all do their they all have voices for their characters. Yeah, I usually so listen great.
2: to to novels when I'm driving to and from work, but because I finished a novel. Like last week, and I didn't want to start another one since I knew it was a short week, and then I wasn't going to probably listen to anything until the new year. So I started listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to go back to novels. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the Antique Shop by Ghostly Thistle. That's my pick.
1: Oh, okay,
3: cool. I've got two. Go ahead. Two two cartoon picks. One for adult uh, uh, more a uh, more mature viewer, and one for a less mature viewer. Uh, the one for a more mature audience would be uh, The Blue-Eyed Samurai.
1: Yeah, which was my geek pick last week.
3: Yes. So I have to agree. I finally watched it. I finished it. It's great. There's, Is that the
2: one that you were watching?
1: Yeah. There's, really there's violence. I, there's I've nudity. i got to finish it. But. Um,
3: I can't wait for hopefully a second season. Yeah.
1: It's got an amazing voice cast to it. Yeah, Randall Parks, one of the characters in it. Kenneth Branagh does a voice in it.
3: George Takai. George
1: Takei. Uh, it's
3: really good, and so I've watched that. Finished it. Was trying to find something else to watch, and this one cartoon kept popping up in my Netflix feed called Met Cadets. And I'm oh, like, uh,
1: based off the Greg Pak comic.
3: Based off of the Greg Pak comic, yes. Yeah. Um, and so I've been given that. It's it's it's. It's good. It's cute. It's much more, you know, ch- children friendly. Uh, there are you know, it's there was a war. There were these aliens that showed up, and the human you know trying to you know the human you know, like big like monsters like kaiju type alien bug things, and the only way the human race survived were these these robots from space showed up that the the people would make a bond with and then pilot them but usually it bonds with like the the oldest person that one's ever bonded with was 16 so it's like they bond with like a teenager and then they're like bonded for life
2: teenagers should not be in charge of things like this their brains aren't formed yet
3: yeah but so in this it's you know we got a new three new me- the robots show up and so they you know this new class of cadets go through a thing and three get picked and and there's things that happen and then more bugs, the bad guy, but aliens show up bigger than ever and big giant robots, big monsters. Thumbs up.
2: Thumbs up from Ryan.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, so uh, for mine, I'm going back to the well with the podcast, but they've done a couple of co- really good episodes lately that I've been telling everybody about. So I might as well tell our podcast listeners about uh, last podcast on the left. They've, uh, undergone a, a little bit of a uh, change in hosts due to uh one of them not doing some very nice things um but uh they've done their they've done two series right now on their main show the first one was on the Hatfields and the McCoys and like that feud that we've like you know it's been used in Looney Tunes cartoons and all that sort of stuff. So it goes through like it's they have a...
3: a dinner theater about it in Nashville.
1: Yeah, so they have a a brief history on the conflict and like how it like and also how it is sort of like during a time period, which is now like is like the switch of things in America and stuff. It's like a really fascinating like two episode story that they did. And then, um, on top of that, they just started doing one that is on the rugby team that crashes in the Andes. That's the basis for that movie. Alive. Alive. Yeah. And it it's also really good. Because the the interesting thing is, like, yeah, so, like, they're, well, it, I can't remember what the word for it. But they're not cannibals. Because cannibalism is apparently when you kill somebody to eat them. Like, it's the process of that. Not eating somebody who's already dead. Apparently there's a difference. Like there's a, at least. There's so what a, do they call
2: it if you eat somebody who's already I'm dead? I'm trying
1: to remember. They actually. There's an actual word for it. And hmm. I don't remember what it is.
2: That makes sense.
1: But they like. The. It's fascinating because of like how well they did. Is basically because they were a rugby team. And they were used to like. It, like a team dynamic mm. it's not like you and a bunch of other people like who are total a, strangers trying to like well i'm the leader i don't like they they had a team captain and it so happened in like this case the team captain kind of had a good idea of what they should do so it's uh i, I don't want to spoil it for everybody but it's just a, like it's been i'm really waiting for the next episode to drop because the la the first episode is they crash and it's the like you know going over the personalities and how they live and stuff like that and uh the end of this episode the first episode is basically they get like a radio working like not like like a radio where you can call out and stuff just like a, like a radio radio so they can
3: listen to top 40 yeah today's so, hits yesterday's I favorites mean, that's
2: they, helpful in, in warding off cabin fever so
1: <laughs> they get one dance party and, or they get one going or maybe it's even the radio from the cockpit, but they just can't call out from it. and they and <laughs> like almost like you know, movie style, they get it working and they find out that like the first thing they hear is the search for them's been called off. Don't. At which point they're like, well, we'll better get ourselves off this mountain and that's where like the episode ended. So I'm like curious to see what's next. Like do I know they, how the story ends. Do they do like
2: The Simpsons, like where they toboggan, they toboggan down the cliffside on the corpses of <laughs>
1: the corpses? No. <laughs> no,
3: they they all say dough at the same time, and you just hear the uh, the echo. Oh, oh,
1: oh, don't, 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 don't. They get into it. like I guess they like have to deal with an avalanche at some point because they kind of mentioned it and like mentioned like that comes later. Apparently, one of the things you're supposed to do if you get stuck in avalanche is you spit like when it, once it stops, just
2: to find out which way is up. Yep. So that you don't dig down.
3: Well, you starfish in the snow to give yourself tra- some kind of a pocket so you can pull yourself in and have an air pocket and mm. then, yeah, yeah, figure out which way is up.
2: That's the same thing if you're underwater and you don't know which way is up is to release a tiny bit of air and see which way the bubbles go.
1: Yeah. Helpful safety tips from your friends at True North Nerds. <laughs> well, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening, especially to our patrons. Which I am pulling up that list now. I just got I'd... a. I
2: just got a comment um, about how many marshmallow themed ornaments Ryan has on his tree. It's very cute.
3: There's three.
2: I like your little Captain America marshmallow s'mores guy.
3: The super the superhero s'mores. Yeah, that yeah. was a gift. He's cute. That was a uh, a coworker. Don't remember who. One of my former graphics department co-workers gave me that one. Same with um, the donut. I got to be the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the big, the big donut, donut. donut that came from. That was a, a coworker. That Visual
1: was... stories on an audio podcast. Oh, it's a donut.
3: It looks. It's a. It's a big brass donut. It's there got you pink, go. It's got the pink icing. Like it's very much a Homer Simpson donut. It Looks like a donut. And I love donuts with pink icing and sprinkles, so it's perfect. Yeah. Um.
2: Ryan yeah. has a very cute tree with very cute ornaments. I got
3: a Stay off Marshmallow Man that plays a Ghostbuster theme. And I've got a hot chocolate cup full of uh, mini marshmallow guys. Where'd
2: you get that one from? That one's adorable. The mini
3: marshmallows—that's oh, a Hallmark one. Oh. I got that at the Hallmark store. Where I get all, a lot of the like the a lot of those are Hallmark ones. Uh, yeah. I got a bunch. Of, I, I really enjoy the Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer. Yeah, so I got a bunch. Okay. I've got him. I've got a there's a an, a a, bu- and a, bum, a bumble on the other side. We've got
2: a bumble on our tree too. Yep. All right, did you find the patrons? Yes, I did. Okay, that was my distraction.
1: So, uh, <laughs> three bucks a month, True North Nerds, uh, or Patreon.com slash True North Nerds, or go to True North and it, you'll find it that way. Three bucks a month gets you a bonus show hosted by myself and Alex called Listen to This.
2: It's really um, cool.
1: Have you listened to it? Yes. <laughs>
2: i'm trying to promote it it is really
1: good i or at least i'm having fun doing it
2: i know you i know alex i know what you guys talk about when you get together and you're just recording it so i don't have to listen to it it has a really cool logo
1: though (laughs) um so uh we uh our latest episode dropped a little while ago it's on uh punk rock christmas So it's punk song, punk Christmas songs that uh, you can listen to. Maybe you're listening to them right now. Um, The other, the next episode, three bucks a month. Well, clearly
3: they're not listening to it right now. If they're listening to this right now, they could have
1: it on in the background.
2: Uh, Who listens to two podcasts at the same time?
1: Um, The uh,
2: God, I can't even pay attention to two conversations at the same time. What was it? Yeah.
1: Patreon.com/slash/TrueNorthNerds. Uh, th- yeah, I think so we broke the, them. Yeah, three bucks a month gets you that show, and uh, and also helps us like pay for licensing for our music and uh,
3: go support. Other thank you, stuff. Kirby Crackle. Kirby Crackle. Um, woo!
1: If you if you can't afford the or well, I shouldn't say afford. If you don't want to. Contribute three bucks. That's cool, too. Just rate and review us on your various podcast apps of choice. Just
3: keep on listening.
1: When we post up a link, feel free to send it to people that you think might like the show.
2: Spread the nerdiness. Feel
1: free to review. So uh, thanks go out to Drew, Karina, Alex, Team Woods, who does adrunorthnerds.com. They set up that page for us. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike Hammond and Rex. Uh, the others that, oh, well, I'll mention two things, because I got it confirmed. So next episode uh, of listen to this from Alex and I is just us talking about general, it, we called it our fireside chat episode, where we're talking about music and we had questions for one another. Rex had a question that I uh, Gave to Alex and uh, stumped him for a little bit. Um, and then we figured it out. Uh, the next episode, however, in February, is going to be our first episode with a guest. Ooh. Where we have uh, Ooh. Ah. we have a previous guest on this show, Nate Milton, is going to be joining us. Yay, Nate! And we are going to be talking about Outcast, the, Cool. Uh, the, the rap duo. Cool.
2: Yeah,
3: so... This is our last episode for the year. Yeah,
1: it is. That's
2: well, calendars ep- work. Next episode, we also have to do our
1: our twenty twenty three wrap
2: up. I guess of
1: yeah, well, like our favorite things. We we don't tend to do best of. These are a few ofs.
2: of our favorite things that happened in twenty twenty
1: three. My my movie list is pretty narrow. I at forget this point.
2: what we've seen like yeah. every year.
1: I've been writing them down as I see them. Well, it's good you've got like
3: two weeks and a couple days to figure it I out. I think
2: I broke my record for the amount of books I've read this year, Oh, year.
1: that's good. Well, you can talk about books. i probably read, the...
2: like, 40 or 50 books this year. Good.
1: <laughs> the whole point of that episode is just going over favorite stuff. Yep. Yes. And, uh, there will also be uh, my annual appearance on uh, Collectorverse, well, I'm guessing, at some point.
3: Yes, that'll be at the end of January. Yeah. We still have one more episode. Uh, we'll be, Ed and I will record after Christmas, our December post-Christmas wrap-up episode. And then, yeah, come January, near the end of the month, we'll do our Favorite Things of 2023 episode. All will talk about all the awesome toys we picked up and rate them and predict them and watch them all come true.
1: <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, happy holidays, whatever you be may be celebrating at this point, and even if you're not celebrating, I'm hoping you're enjoying at least a little bit of time off. Uh, coming to Big B Comics on uh, on the day after Boxing Day, I'm selling stuff.
3: Yep, we recently sold the Maltese Falcon,
2: Ooh. the actual Falcon. Yep.
3: Yep.
1: Yes. Made out of
2: Maltese. Made out of ten
3: Maltes- for the low, low price. $10. $10. It was
2: made out of Maltesers. Ew. <laughs> it wasn't, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: My least favorite candy. Mm. Oh. I like
0: them I
2: love them. Uh, I yep. like I, the I, them. Anyway, wrapping <laughs> it up. Happy holidays. Days. Merry Christmas. Merry happy Christmas. New Year. Oh, wait, oh, we'll see you in the new year. See you in twenty twenty, or hear you and you'll hear us in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four.
3: In the and year twenty twenty four.
1: And as always. A stay. Obama
2: stay. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to the
2: True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show please go to your podcast app of choice and
1: rate and review us.